record let's record this controversy <laughs> um it's on tape it's it's a tape behind my iMac there is a tape rolling i must have flowing we're releasing these podcasts on cassette now i think we would get more listens honestly <laughs> we'll sell them at urban outfitters yeah no we won't fuck that shit anyway they'll soon be like Gay representation at Urban Outfitters, we love it. They're so good to us. They'll be like, oh, this isn't your podcast. We just, like, maybe saw it online and then sold our own version. It's not yours. So our podcast is called The Bell Podcast, and we only invite Republicans that we want to bang. (laughs) (laughs) This week on The (laughs) Bull. Everything's bad except for Sutton. I mean, Sutton's still bad, but it's, like... It's bad for her. It's bad. Bec- it bad. It's a bad thing that's happening, but it's real, well written, and everyone else is just like. <sighs> Do you think that every week they're like, "Let's see what we can put Baby Jane in," like, let's, because every week the outfits go from like, "Yeah, I'm a I'm a professional businesswoman," like, "Hear me roar," to like, "Hi, I'm wearing a sculptural gown for no reason at two p.m. on a Tuesday." I love that. I thought she looked really professional. In that I was weird like, "There's no, yeah, but there was, thing? yeah, but there was like no like weird unnecessary like flourishes. I she always has like dumb like ties around it and yep. stuff. She started to dress like Jacqueline. I thought she was wearing a jacket, and it never came off. And then I was like, "Wait, no, that wasn't the jacket." She I mean, it might be a jacket that she just is never taking off. I mean, that seems on brand for her character at this very moment in time. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> Welcome to the Bold Type. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. My name is Brennan Patrick. That's Sophie Green, and you're listening to the Super Lit Podcast. Thank you for attempting. I just want to release this as a YouTube video. No, you're not. Like. No, you're not. Allowed. <laughs> doing. That's why I want to release it as a YouTube video. I wake up every morning and I have different like '90s boy band hair, and I hate it. It's nice because you're sitting next to a picture of Bowie. It's too long. Oh, I was like, wait, is that wrong? Is that not Bowie behind you? No, it, it is. You're getting there. Do you remember when I was growing out my shaved head? You're yeah, well, I didn't. Po- I didn't choose this. Yeah. This isn't the choice I made. I wasn't like I'm going to grow out my undercut. There's just something currently happening that's preventing me from getting my hair cut. And the thing that's happening right now is you should see me in a crown by Leah Johnson. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> oh man! Think of the segue. <laughs> so you should see me in a crown. Is first of all, look at this. Please Google what I'm talking about. Yeah, because I always, love, you're always like, look at the cover of this audio medium. Look at the material. <laughs> look at the material. That's it. Um, honestly, yeah. First off, please Google the book because 
we love art. This is the second book in which it's like, let's talk about art references. Love conversations about art. I mean, it's a, it's a really cute cover. Yeah, I like it. Um, and I can imagine as one of the prom posers. Also, she has such a great gap in her teeth. Love that. Do you think Tyra would have asked her to close it or widen it? Um, I think widen it and then bleach her brows. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm tempted to send a picture of myself to Tyra Banks and be like, I want to change something up because I want to be a model. What should I do? And she'd be like, lose weight, bitch. She wouldn't respond. I'm yeah, so she, sorry to tell you. She'd just be like, no. No, I'm sorry. The intern who runs her social media wouldn't respond. Yeah. They'd probably say something mean. Um, so let me read the insight. Do you want to read it since you have the book? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I always torture myself. It's your You're turn. You're going to make me read? I know. This is to make sure that you can read. Oh. <laughs> oh, she puts it in front of me. <laughs> Well, my mic is like, I don't want to put it in front of the mic. This is why I want to put this up on YouTube, because we're both, I don't think just audio does it, <laughs> because we're both a mess. Both? <laughs> do you want to do it or no? I'm going to do it. I'm just, I can't see you and I don't trust what's happening. Oh, I'm not. Okay. I'll put my hands up. My hands are up the whole time. There you go. I can't do anything. You really don't trust me. This is amazing. This is an amazing test of our friendship. You go to Europe with me, but you you don't trust me to do, not do something. Honestly, I'm unsure what you could do because it's whatever. Anyway, bye. I respect you. (laughs) She's like, I don't respect you. <laughs> just fucking read it. <laughs> Sorry, it just made me think of like drag race. Anyway, um, oh, okay. <clears throat> Liz Lady has always believed she's too black, too poor, too awkward to shine in her small, rich, prom obsessed Midwestern town. But it's okay. Liz has a plan that will get her out of Campbell, Indiana forever, attend the uber elite Pennington College, play in her their world famous orchestra, and become a doctor. But when the financial aid she was counting on unexpectedly falls through, Liz plans come crashing down until she's reminded of her school scholarship for prom king and queen. There's nothing Liz wants to do less than endure a gauntlet of social media trolls, catty competitors, and humiliating public events. But despite her devastating fear of the spotlight, she's willing to do whatever it takes to get to Pendington. The only thing that makes it halfway bearable is the new girl at school, Mac. She's smart, funny, and just as much of an outsider as Liz, but Mac is also running for queen. Will falling for the competition keep Liz from her dreams or make them come true? And then the Cranberry's dreams start playing. I forgot that that was a plot point. <laughs> yeah, do you, do you understand how I started the episode off and said, like, I can't wait to hear what you have to say? I'm also, excited. I think that... I would like to account for <laughs> my mental state has not been great this week. So I think that's why I've just been like harsh on this book. Listen, I like to the have ending. negative opinions. You don't have to make excuses for your opinions. No, I, I don't, I don't think it's an excuse. I think that I, I literally, I feel fine right now. I read the ending of the book and I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. But like, I don't know the build up to the end. I was just like, yeah. What do you <laughs> What do you want to talk about? What, what, um, what are some okay, points? so basically, wait. Okay, also, okay. So the main, so the, the main character is like your typical protagonist in a teen drama. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to stand out. She's nerdy. Yeah. She like is dealing with having like a friendship that didn't transition into high school. Mm-hmm. Um, she 
just wants to like escape high school and yeah. then she's got like family stuff mm-hmm. and she doesn't get the scholarship she wants for the college she wants to get into so her, then she, her plan that she has she's like i'm gonna go to pennington on a musical scholarship and then i'm gonna be a doctor i'm like you you actually understand what you want with your life and that's great i don't understand i feel like there's a lot of stuff that i'm like this doesn't make sense but it's also like okay but we're in like a teen rom-com so mm-hmm. logic does not exist here <laughs> because like one scholarship they just like there's one scholarship that that school gives away there's just a full ride including like medical school or does she want to also then she's going to try to get into secondary scholarship later in life when she goes to medical school after she gets her undergrad in music that and then the scholarship that's for prom is $10,000 or did I make that up in my head? I think it's $10,000. Also, I think what she wanted to do was she wanted to get there on a musical scholarship, but study medical stuff. Okay. But isn't like med school, like 20 years of med school is at least like eight to 10 years I wonder if for the specific thing that she wanted to do, which was uh, the science of blood, hemo... Yeah. Uh-huh. Hemoglobin? Um, hemoglobin? I th- I wonder if it's shorter than the, like, what I think everyone thinks is, like, eight years. I don't know. I can't imagine. You have to go to school for, like, eight years to be, like, a dentist. Really? teeth. Yeah. Any medical school. Because you have to do, like, a full four-year undergrad, and then you also have to do a graduate program. And then you also have to do, like, a residency at, like, a hospital or what have you. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a whole – it's a lot of time. It's a is lot of money. Is that why Grey's Anatomy is still running? And half of those people Probably. who are, like, 45 are like, I'm an intern. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've never – I don't – Don't watch that show. I don't watch the show. Uh, <laughs> so, like, pretty much, like, is Sue – okay, I love – Amanda Mack, who's a love interest. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that she's basically a manic, manic pixie dream girl, but she's like butch. Yeah. <laughs> also, I love... She's a manic just, pixie dream girl, but she rolls in on a skateboard. The idea of like anyone's like love interest being a skateboard person who yeah. is like, hey, that's socially unacceptable. Fuck off. Or like, hey, you don't talk to people like that. You're mm-hmm. being racist. Like, I just... Mm-hmm. The idea of like someone who is just like I don't do I I I'm thinking of just like people I know who like to skateboard that are like hey fuck off you don't treat people like that and I'm like I love all of you are skateboarders like this because when I worked at Zoomies it was different well those weren't real skateboarders those no. are like kids who went to the mall to buy their boards so they can yeah. hang in their bedrooms yes actual <laughs> skateboarders are punk as fuck <laughs> yeah I need to meet more of them maybe maybe that's my like dream boy. A skateboard <laughs> just a, board? a skateboard <laughs> tony hawk yeah yeah we love to see it it was i'm trying to i'm like looking at my nose i don't want to jump around too much but like mm. we jumped around a lot in the last episode <laughs> yeah but we also were like fawning over that book so I, it's hard to keep it's a straight head to, well here's the thing like this book definitely falls into the category of like there is like a main event that's happening like the whole mm-hmm. book is surrounded by prom which is it's like a slice of life highlighted as like a huge deal in midwest which i'm assuming is true like i would imagine that the author is from indiana she, yeah she is a midwestern person Did oh she see? went to sarah lawrence uh-huh she's a eternal 
Midwesterner. Also, this is her first book. It is. I don't know why I thought it was her second book. Also, the entire time I was reading this book, I just kept hearing Billie Eilish going, you should think me, you know, and I, I, it was bad. My mind was like, Honestly, think of other shocked things. that there wasn't a reference to that in this book. There was only one Tumblr reference. One, one. I wrote it down because I was like, let's see how many times it gets mentioned. Um, there was one Harry Potter reference. Which um, is, one is less than almost every other book we've read. listen there was a cultural phenomenon that happened in our childhood and a lot of the authors that we read are in our same age bracket and Mm. they are writing about experience putting their own teen experiences in the narrative so um anyway i had a thought and i completely lost it you were talking about what kind of book it is oh like yeah so it's like very much like slice of life so it Mm -hmm. doesn't have a like a necessarily like very structured storytelling mm-hmm. in the sense that like okay so in the first part of the book this is happening the second part of it because kind of through the whole book the same thing is kind of happening yeah liz is running for prom her friends are trying to help her she's like lives in the midwest it is like out but is not like out publicly at school so mm-hmm. she, they're trying to like change the way she presents at school so that she can get like fit better into the mold of like the traditional prom queen um by dressing her like an old white woman yeah i don't know why gabby who is like supposed to be this like super fashionable like makes her own stuff like that kind of like character was like like putting her put you in my mom's clothes yeah which is like so weird because i'm like i would have thought that like a teen would be like yeah the cool the like cool band chick with like ripped jeans and a like a and like a fleetwood mac t-shirt is, yeah, she's good. We, we maybe don't need that's to make who adjustments. we would vote for for prom queen, right? Did you have prom king and queen at your high, high school? We did. The issue is literally, I had no like feeling about it one way or another. It didn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. I went to prom. I've been to I've been to ten proms in my life, um, and it was a a lot. So like, I guess at the the point of when I was in like my senior year. Mm-hmm. I just did not give a shit anymore because it was like I thought the last prom I was going to be going to, and then I went to prom with Amanda the year after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so it, I think that could be also like when I'm reading this book, like prom court was never something I was interested in. The thing yeah. that I was interested in the most, I think, was Mac and um, Liz's relationship. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. They're also just like the general aesthetic of the book that is hap- there's been in like multiple teen mm-hmm. dramas is Tra- that there is like a school based blog that everyone pays attention to and that's where like all the drama is spilled mm-hmm. and I'm just like that didn't exist in my no high and school. I think I don't think that exists in real life I don't think that's a thing that exists in high schools today I think maybe people maybe people have like twitters that they follow Mm -hmm. but it feels like such a weird like and not that it's bad but it feels like it's like an exaggerated convention that's like been put onto like high school stories recently Mm -hmm. like within the last five or six years it's like built into narratives it's just like a way to move the story along but it's just like such a weird thing every time i see it i'm like is this really this is what's happening we all have a blog we check we had a thing in college that was like things that you know at whatever college i went to god 
Uh, and I, it was like specific groups where it's like the photo department, but like, it was never like a thing where like a kid in our school decided to make an app. Yeah. And now everyone uses it. And that person no longer, it's like years gone by. It's like, yeah, it stays with the school regardless of like the class that had it originally. Yeah. I, you, you know, you're right. Cause that, that has been a thing that has been like, if you look at, um, Oh my God. What am I thinking? Uh, like love it, Simon. They had like Creekwood secret, but that was like a Tumblr love page, Simon, right? It's in the love Simon universe. Yeah. It's also, it's was it in Felix? In, no, that was everything that happens in that is like through Instagram. There we go. I was like, Which what makes app were more they using? sense to me? Mm-hmm. All the stuff that happened in. Um, oh, um, bu- 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 uh, Infinity Sun? Infinity Sun. I'm so. I was like, it's not Surrender Your Sons. It's not Surrender no, Your I Sons. No, literally, I was like sitting here going, River? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like it's not. Dream world. Could you I was like, that? <laughs> they have an Instagram um, where it's like, I can't believe what just happened in this dream world. It was nuts. <laughs> Wild. This is my blog post about my dreams. Anyway, so all this stuff that happens in Infinity Sun is like through like a YouTube channel or like an mm. already existing social media platform. It's just like a, a weird thing. It's definitely like it's a thing that I've seen a lot in like teen movies also. Mm. I think it's probably just a way of like skirting around uh having to pay for the rights to use like specific things like people like won't have a facebook page in like a teen movie they'll have like a my blobby page page or something or like just like face friends or something like dumb like but it's like oh yeah this isn't copyright like how in the bold type they all have iphones but the messaging system is like clearly not (laughs) apple (laughs) it's fine it's fine i was like seeing how I, maybe it's just like I on like say like a TV show like when I was a kid Zoe 101 they all had pair yeah computers which were clearly IMAX yeah so like I kind of love seeing that stuff because I'm like oh I kind of want that I want a pair phone <laughs> yeah exactly um they also this weird thing I feel like happens like and it's definitely also a convention of like rom-coms in general and not necessarily specifically teen rom-coms but mm-hmm. like everyone is too invested in the main character's relationship like uh-huh. there's a lot of there's a lot of things where we're like we're trying to get your ship name trending and i'm like ah don't ship real people i hate this uh-huh. also i think maybe because like could you imagine that happening to you you would, i think you would literally would, crumble in on yourself yeah i think i would just uh i would, would snap myself yeah i would just yeah. like fade into oblivion yeah i hate saying this i like attention and i think that would not be something that i wait would. hold on do you like attention i love attention i would have never guessed i literally facetime sophie at least once a day and every time she picks up the phone she's like what and i'm like i just oh. want to see your face it's like I don't even tell her I'm about I to do it. I just need a war- I just need like a warning. I <laughs> no, because then you're like gonna be like, no, I'm I'm washing my toes. I don't well, know. Like- yeah. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't like getting Facetimes unprompted. It stresses me out. Well, if I'm ever, I, uh, no, because there's no way. No, if I text you and say we need to talk. That's when it's bad. If I no, you periods, don't, don't text me. We need to talk, and then be like, "Hey," just be like, "Hey, can I Facetime you right now?" And then I'll be like, "Yeah, what's up?" Or I'll be like, "Nope, my batteries are low. I can't talk to people right yeah, now." Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, oh, well, batteries. I'm allowed to have those a batteries. fucking space. No, I, I thought you meant your phone battery. And I was no, like, I mean my <laughs> exactly. social emotional battery. Uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, I'm not, the, I'm not the all of us can be a sunshine boy like you. Some of us I'm need the to be a ghoul. in a rom com that just shows up at your door and it's like, let's play chess. You're the gay like, best no, friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you're the person who busts open the door with like wine in a like a silk feather boa robe or something and i'm like in a dirty robe eating (laughs) cheerios out of the box just being like what do you want you're the person that just moved in and i for some reason have keys to your apartment because i was best friends with the person that lived there before and nightmare yeah no exactly and i'm like (laughs) hey what's wrong and you're like first of all (laughs) breaking who are you second of all i just broke up with my boyfriend what's wrong and i'm like oh my god crazy let me talk to you and it's like okay we're not gonna explain any of this all right yeah that's exact that's it i'm awful is what i'm trying to you're the cat that's not true sutton sutton sutton's pretty in everyone's business i am sutton also literally like i'm just trying to have her hair at this point honestly you need more highlights I have a lot She's of highlights. Can we talk about this one that is like two that are like clearly two? <gasps> Ooh, <laughs> I love Paramore. Yeah. I'm just going to dye those like blue or something dumb. But like it looks fine down. We got off topic again. It's it's what I do best. Um, no, I, I truly think that if I was dating someone and like granted if my friends were like, oh, you and blank. Like if it's like two friends that give like me and my boyfriend uh like a a funny cute name sure but like an entire trending like that's what i'm saying it's not like oh your friend's lifting you up and being like yes bitch get it like your relationship is cool but it's like the school is trending your hashtag ship name and i'm like is that a thing thing? is that a thing that happens i want to we need to pull the teens yeah i think um literally the closest thing i have to like someone that just graduated high school is my friend Lauren, her uh, soon-to-be sister-in-law, graduated, like, two years ago, maybe three years ago at this point. So, like, even, I'm sure even her way of thinking is completely outdated. hmm So, like, what are, the, <laughs> where are those old people that are like, what are the kids like these days? I mean, I graduated high school redacted years ago, so, like, <laughs> <laughs> who That's knows? the same year I did, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Also... We never ever acknowledged that I took. I took. Mm, I didn't take you to prom. I took someone else. No. I went to prom with you. So. Yes. I like to say that I took you to prom. Well, <laughs> I took everyone to prom that you year. Took everyone to prom. Um. Did anyway, you have, did you have prom queen at your school? No, we did not. We didn't have that shit at all. We didn't have like any shit at my school. We wait, have, at all, wait at all. There was not. See, no. To me, I think no. that's bizarre. See, I think it's, I'm, I mean, it didn't bother me when I was in high school, but I just remember yeah. like watching movies and stuff and being like, is prom king or queen a thing that actually happens or is this just a thing that happens in movies? Because it doesn't exist in my school. My oldest brother, Danny, was prom king, Aww. which I think makes sense for his character. His character arc. Yeah. Um, He's a big himbo. Yeah. We didn't have that. We didn't have like, oh, we didn't have a lot of stuff. I don't know. Like. We didn't have, I mean, I know it's like, a lot of stuff's like stereotypes. So like we didn't have like jocks and stuff. I mean, there was like kids who were the sports kids, but they were also like smart. Which is, then, I think in this 
school universe they're like the jocks are also like you know like it's yeah seems i like, think we've progressed we've got we've progressed beyond that but still yeah i don't know my next note is that i'm reading oh okay <laughs> like <when>? so <laughs> i really so like so truly reading the book sleeve mm-hmm. where it was like oh she falls in love with the competition i was like does she because i literally forgot that the way that her and amanda meet is that they both are at the like prom king and queen like uh like assembly or whatever that the school has for like she rolls in late and then immediately rachel yells at rachel for being racist chills next to her and then is like you're hot we're gonna go out it's gonna be great and then they're like immediately like it's cute everything's great and then they like go on one date and amanda's like i'm dropping out of the race bitch (laughs) i'm here to support my boo and i'm like so the so she didn't actually so no. she never was competition. That's not really a part of, I mean, I don't know. But she was like, for like a little bit. The issue is. But she, she wasn't even like, even when they were like both running, she was mm-hmm. never like, there was never a tension about she never, that. Yeah. And I think. That just seems like a weird, like, I mean, I guess it's like a way of selling the book without it being, without it giving away like details of the plot later. Mm-hmm. But that's just like a weird thing to focus on. Cause I'm like. They really, there's literally not a point where that's like, uh, I don't think that's like a point of tension in their relationship at all. No, and I think also her dropping out so early after telling like the part where she's like, my mom who passed away, like really loved this, like this school and like, you know, really loved running for prom. And it was like something that she like, it was a big deal to her. And it was like so fun. And I just like, I wanted to like know more about that. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, it, to me, it was just strange how quickly she was just like, fuck this. When it was like, you were doing something for your, like, not in, like, for your mom, but it, like. Yeah. But, like, also, that's kind of, like. She's a, a manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, it's just, like, nothing seems. She doesn't have, like, motivations or actions. She's only there to, like, uplift the, the protagonist. Yeah. Which I is, like, it, fine. I mean, yeah. it's definitely, like, a lot nicer to read that kind of character trope when it's not a woman whose like entire purpose is to uplift a man that's great we love that Mm -hmm. we love to see that um i thought it was really fucking nice that the main character was black and Mm -hmm. like significant portion of obviously like leah's writing writing a character like i think every author puts themselves probably into a character so like i could see a lot of her in this Mm -hmm. but it was just like really nice that she like focused so much of uh liz's personality and like things about her about her blackness because i feel Mm -hmm. like generally not always Mm -hmm. generally in ya books that have like a love interest, usually the love interest brings diversity to the relationship. It's usually a white person yeah. falling in love with insert diverse person here. And then there isn't really like an exploration of their like experience as like whatever. A human. Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, that's like nice that you added like diversity, but like nothing about this character's actions or motivations or like story is like influenced by their race at all so like Mm -hmm. you're just kind of like 
putting a hollow diverse character in there without actually like being necessarily significant and it's like definitely a very complicated gray area and it involves a lot of nuance yeah because i feel like generally this happens more often than not i'm not saying it always happens with every author but generally it's more likely to happen if the author is white so Mm -hmm. there's like this weird balance of like well, you probably would want to include something about the character that wasn't just like, oh, they're black. So I get I get brownie points for adding diversity, but like nothing about their character is like significant in mm-hmm. that. But you also like should know how to write black characters or like Asian characters or like Middle Eastern characters. Like it's all about balance. Yeah. I'm saying that this book was balanced really well. <laughs> My rambling is over now. <laughs> Um, I think the the one thing that I really l- liked in the story too is that we find out that Liz, her mother, had sickle cell, and so does her brother. Um, uh-huh. And I think Check that off. sickle cell anemia. Yes. Uh, th- <laughs> what did I say something wrong? No, I I just added checkoffs because the oh, okay. <laughs> second the younger brother was like, I have an, a disease that could possibly put me in the hospital. I was like, see you in the hospital in Act Three, buddy. Yeah, no, but I think the thing that I <laughs> I liked about that inclusion was that Liz, like, literally wants to take care, of, and it just adds to her character that she need like, she needs to take care of her brother. She needs to make sure that her grandparents don't sell their house. She needs to be the best in school. She need just like consistently mm-hmm. carrying everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think we have a lot of stories where it's like a, a kid has to be much more mature than like a normal high school student is yeah um and i think that like i i liked liz's character a lot i think also maybe it was just that because it was like slow moving and like some Mm -hmm. of the things that like in the book sleep where it's like she falls in love with her competition competition drops out immediately yeah i will say that and i'm gonna say this as a white person Mm -hmm. but um, who's trying to be a better white person all the time. So I feel like I'm just going to put that at the front of this because I don't want to speak for not my community, but I, th- I think there is definitely like a significance to Liz wanting to kind of like be re- take care of her family and be responsible for her family because mm-hmm. there's definitely a trend of people who are in like a lower economic bracket who tend to be because we live in a fucking white patriarchal society mm-hmm. more people of color specifically black people in america tend to be more in that bracket of like financial instability and so there's like a significant portion of younger black people or people who are our generation who are like the first people in their entire family that could go to college mm-hmm. or like the first people in their family who could graduate high school so mm-hmm. there's just like just like so much more significance put on that and like so much more pressure put on that, especially because she's like a black woman as well. So I think that that as like a driving force for her character is like really important. Yeah. And I think out of the things that happen in the book, I think that her social responsibility, like her responsibility that she feels that she like needs to have, I thought that was great, Mm -hmm. especially for like young kids. I feel like we, Especially in a rom com, I feel like you the the love interest is the one that's like, oh, P.S. I volunteer for an animal shelter on the weekend. Like it's mm-hmm. 
I feel like it's never like the main character that's like, oh, P.S. I'm gonna take you to like a like a foster care situation. What is it? Um, the daycare situation. There we go. Um, oh yeah, she goes to the daycare with all the kids. That was so cute. I really liked that. I and again, that's attached to. Sorry, I just <clears throat> that's attached to. <laughs> I'm starting to cry. Um, it's attached to the thing that's going on with her mom and her brother. So like, right. I I think the things that are wrapped up in her mom are like some of my favorite parts of the story. I think because I don't care about prom queen or like the Royal court, if you will. I like truly like, I know that that was like the driving force of the narrative Mm -hmm. of the show, but I like the show, the book, but as soon as like other elements were brought in and as soon as you learn more about like her, I was just like, I don't care about prom court. Like, no, exactly. That's I what know. I was like, oh, I wish there was more of this. But, <laughs> but I also, understand that, like, it for I Liz's mean, character. Yeah, well, they tie it. I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess that's kind of, that's kind of how Liz feels the whole book. Like, she doesn't <laughs> give a shit about this. Like, she no. literally is only doing this because mm-hmm. she needs the money to, like, achieve, uh, like, to be able to afford to go to college. Mm-hmm. So... I'm just like, I'm like thinking as I'm talking. So I'm like, my brain is processed. So it's like, it actually is almost like kind of fascinating that that happens because you're almost like put in her shoes where you're mm-hmm. like, well, the prom king and queen is just like so frivolous. And like, we just don't care because like yeah. at the end of the day, like it's almost like she's just trying to like get the acceptance of all these like rich white people. And it's like, I yep. don't care, but it's like, yeah, but she do need the money though. Yeah. Like, and like, <laughs> I think the one thing that I'm, I'm glad they explored in it too. Was when they're talking about Jordan, what oh, happened Jordan. the day? Yeah, the, did you the, a himbo who lifts yeah. you up like Jordan? The nose, uh, gold, how do you? How big do you think the stud is? That he oh, has I think it's it? like a little, like a big, like just like a little crystal. Just what like I want to imagine is if it is a like movie. Mm-hmm. I always want this to happen. Where truly dumb. This is a joke. Where like every scene he's in, it just gets bigger. Oh, or, like, that. <laughs> I was like, that's a bit. That's a bit in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, exactly. I just want. There's yeah. a. I forgot what thing it is, but it's. Uh, it's a reality show. I think Ray Day's on it. Where like every time the the camera goes back to him, his hat is in a different position. <laughs> I just love that shit. Um, we love to see it. But the part where you find out like what happened, like that first day of freshman year. Oh God, I was like, I have to put this book down for a couple minutes. No, exactly. And I think <laughs> like the the guy was like, oh, she's a crazy one and like touches her hair. Oh my God. <laughs> Please leave black women alone. <laughs> just in general, just, like, just don't let, touch. Just, just leave them alone. Yeah. Just like, let, don't touch their hair. Don't like, don't, don't touch don't, them. Just don't yeah. touch. It's a full stop. Don't touch. Just, just stop. <laughs> just don't. It was just, oh my God. Reading that, I was like, okay, put the book down. Also, then a spider dropped on me in the yard. And I was like, good, I'm going to put this book down and I'm going to run away from it right now because there's a spider. <laughs> oh, but, no, a spider. Uh, yeah, dropped directly onto my inner elbow. But uh, It's worse it, than a leaf. <laughs> truly. <laughs> no, but that's, the, like, it sucked that that happened to the character. But, like, this is a thing that realistically happens to black women all the time. Oh, for sure, 100%. Um, and when they were like talking about it at the beginning of the book where it's like, oh, that first day of school, I'm like, can someone just like tell me what happened? I like wanted to know. And it was, it was awful. It was worse than what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it just sucks I, that like, she was like, okay, now I have to like wear my hair in a specific way to not stand out because I don't want people 
like touching me or like looking at me yeah or like just like thinking about me mm-hmm. and it, it was I think that was extremely difficult to read because we hear about that stuff all the time but like it, it was just like reinforced it was like hey this is a thing that happens to black women mm-hmm. um and it's it's fucking dumb just don't fucking touch people yeah okay so like branching off of that mm-hmm. full spoilers ahead folks yeah. um <laughs> We have to put that at the beginning of the episodes because it's extremely, especially in books that are slice of life, it's really hard to be like, hey, guess what? We have to to even have a conversation about this book. We just talk about the whole book. Yeah. And it's not like we're doing like, this happened, this happened, this happened, like we used to. But like, it's very difficult. If you don't want spoilers, pick up the book and then listen to our episode. Boom. Read the book. You need to talk about Gabby. Oh my God. Okay. Gabby, who is literally the worst human on the planet. Okay. Is I, Gabby white? I think so. Yeah, Gabby. We should double check. How do we check that? I think it's the first page. Also, I thought for some reason, because they don't use Stone's pronouns <gasps> Same. a lot. Okay. <laughs> I thought I was going nuts. Because I was like. Well, no, they, don't, they don't use pronouns for them at all, do they? They, they do every, a few times, but like with like okay. Brit. Everything. Everything was like Stone did this, and then Stone also did this, and then Stone said it wasn't like a general like mm-hmm. it wasn't like I feel like usually narratives it's like Liz said this, and then she did this, and then she did. I was like, they're just using their name every time. No, they do have and they it do it a few like, times something? when they first introduce Stone. She's sitting in the middle of a hallway in in uh-huh. class, at, uh, like in the high school, and she's just she said like. I believe in amethyst crystals. I am going to stage the She's school. Like a, I love this little witchy bitch. Yeah. She is like one step away from being a plant gay. Like I just, I feel it. Like when she gets older, she's just going to be like a house full of plants. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really excited because I thought I overlooked something and I was like, oh great. We have like a, a non-binary friend here and it, it wasn't, which is fine. Stone is still great. Um, I wish there was more about Stone in the book. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Because everything that she does is just, like, so loopy. <laughs> I love her. I love her and she's energy. she's, like, I'm sensing the aura. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I need to... I don't like this in real in real life, but I also love it as a written character. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to hang out with her, but I love reading about her. Yeah. But um, um, Gabby is the absolute worst. And I understand that something is happening for her in her home life. No excuses. But, yeah, literally no excuses. It's... I'm trying to find her, like a, a descriptive paragraph about her. It's going to be in the first chapter because all of the all of the girls get, you know, at the same exact time get introduced. And Gabby is just like extremely overbearing, and I think it's because she wants to like be in control of something. The issue is like, and I understand something's going on, you know, in your life that it's like, okay, well, at least I have this one thing that I can like, but you should never set out to be like, at least I can control my friends. Cause guess, that just makes you a bad person. I think. Okay. But legitimately. So she's like supposed to be her friend, mm-hmm. but then is like really gross and manipulative, like forces her to do things like yep. actively is like homophobic. Yep. And like, I just don't like, there's like, she, she's kind of like, I mean, I guess I get it. Like in high school, you kind of are friends with your friends and like, it's hard to stop being friends with people sometimes. Yeah. Like more so in high school than like once you're an adult, but 
she just is like so shitty on so many levels and then we find out like that she never gave liz this like apology letter that jordan wrote to her freshman year like one of her best friends in the world and so he thinks she's just ignoring him and it's like never explained and then i find out that like gabby was the one who interjected and like made sure that she didn't get the letter and i'm just like why are you friends with this person because she's just is like an asshole she's just mean to you and yeah. she's like trying to manipulate you and make you be someone that you're not and she's like actively trying to like dampen your personality and i just like was so mad all at once and i was like what the fuck why, also this person wants to, to like be a lawyer is that but also is she the the fashiony one too fashion guess, lawyer yeah. is she's that a like fashion the, lawyer my issue with the idea of her like it scares me that this person might like wind up being a lawyer yeah because it's like you're well she sounds like the right kind of person who would be like a corporate lawyer because she sounds like really manipulative and is a way of like talking people sounds like Like, she'd be great at her job (laughs) she yeah she like she's constantly like talking lives in circles so that she Mm -hmm. feels like the guilt of whatever is happening or like she changes the subject and like pushes blame onto other things Mm -hmm. and she's like no just be like accountable for your fucking actions and don't treat your friend like shit how about that no exactly (laughs) like i know you're a teenager also i guess but like (laughs) come on Get it together. Your friends are mature. Like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, and also all of the other friends stay in their fucking lane. (laughs) They're not like, let me control six different people because I'm struggling. I'm like, honestly surprised that there like, wasn't a, I mean, maybe this would have just like been too far, Mm -hmm. but like, I feel like there should have been a scene where like Gabby was like, Oh, I was surprised for you. And then like takes Liz to the salon is like, we're perming your hair. So it's like straight. Oh. And I was just like, like I was waiting for that to happen. I was waiting for her to be like, we have to straighten your hair because it's too curly. And we don't like, people won't vote for you if you have like a quote unquote Afro. And I'm just like, I was like waiting for that to happen. It Mm -hmm. luckily was not a thing that happened. No. But I think that would have been like else. way, way too much, but also something that like I think would be in the wheelhouse of this character. Yeah. I understand that like we all have that friend that's like very like, we're gonna do this. And like, and I guess on a level I relate to a specific thing where it's like I'm more outgoing than some of my friends. But I think, especially for me, when I'm when I feel like I'm being overbearing and I can mm-hmm. like sense that my friend is like not like into like some of the suggestions it yeah you can't take offense to it or get mad because it's just like just like you just said earlier i need to recharge my social batteries if you were to be like hey brendan we can't do this today like i can't be like i can't talk to you right now yeah would it suck yeah but at the same time it's like okay i understand because again this past week was like awful so if you were to be like brendan we can't do this okay then we skip it until we can. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that like, she never took into account like how Liz was feeling. She'd be like, Oh, I understand. But it was yeah, always, but literally, well, there's like the one part two where, what was it? Oh, after the Powerpuff football game, Liz gets tackled by the racist bitch. And she like, is okay, but she's still hurt. And then she like makes a show of having Jordan carry her off the field because she knows it's going to get her points mm-hmm. for be- having like a dramatic moment with like the cute guy who's running for prom, prom king with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she gets a text from 
Gabby. Yeah. <laughs> I immediately forgot her name. She gets a text from Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> she gets a text from Gabby that's like, oh, that was like great. Yeah, but there's like never a moment where Gabby texts her and is like, are you okay? She mm-hmm. literally is just like, good job. You're trending. We're going to win now. Like she immediately takes on the role of like the weird like momager or just like mm-hmm. like there isn't she like oh no rachel's compared to chris jenner but like no like this- <laughs> exactly and it's funny they reference like kardashian references in this book but like not a lot obviously but like they make the references that like are chris jenner references where it's like the devil works hard but chris jenner works harder and mm-hmm. it's just like obviously that's a, a a different saying for you can insert anyone's name but I think in in current media, that is in relation to Chris Jenner, who was the momager, and they use that kind of phrasing mm-hmm. in relation to, I think both Gabby and Rachel, right? Um, because I mean, there isn't like much of a difference between them. <laughs> no, there isn't. Rachel Outside. is outward with her like "fuck you." Rachel, I don't like you because you're Rachel black. is like outwardly racist or like family is probably in the kkk like she's just like a piece of shit yep as where gabby is more so the like oh no i don't microaggressions i'm not racist i just don't think that like insert racist thing i'm not homophobic but i just don't think gay marriage should be legal I just don't think you should have rights. That's fine. Yeah. I just think that you should be like my cute best friend and that's it. You shouldn't be able to like, you know, live your life. <laughs> Here I am. Okay. So yeah, I feel like I really liked the characters in this book, but there was mm-hmm. like a handful of like tropes and mechanics in it that I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> because. So like the main point of contention Mm-hmm. between amanda and liz's relationship which is and it is not it's not a, it's not like a race thing that's never brought into anything um it's not that they're competing against each other because amanda like immediately drops out yeah and it's not like that it's not really that liz isn't out it's just that because they because they have a conversation where she's like, listen, I want to like keep things on the down low. Like I'm not not out, but I'm also like not out at school. I just like mm-hmm. don't want that attention. Amanda is like, sure, babe, whatever you want. Like totally gung ho. Mm-hmm. But then also the like the conflict is so dumb. <laughs> I got between so them because literally the conflict is that like the reason Liz cares so much about prom is that she needs scholarship to get into college. She literally can't afford for it. can't afford it without it. And that is like the pressure of like her, she's the pressure to herself, the pressure of her family. Like it's like, it's, it has all of this shit tied into it. Mm-hmm. And instead of just like explaining that to Amanda, she's just like, we can't be out because I want to be the prom queen. And Amanda's like, what the fuck? That's yeah. bullshit. And then they that- fight. And I'm like, you guys could just fucking talk about shit. You could just literally talk for four seconds and there would be no conflict. It's Do you not- think that the issue with that is that I understand as an adult with my friends, I feel more comfortable talking about, you know, like say I have a money issue of some sort. I, I, <laughs> I mean, Honestly, no, but also who could afford college just by themselves? Well, yeah. So, no, like, I mean, it's, it's not that there isn't stuff, like, tied into it. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, like, she doesn't want to talk about how, like, she needs a scholarship for school. 
Yeah. But it's just like we've already had we've already established that like Amanda is okay with like not being out together and like having mm-hmm. a subtle relationship and like supporting her and she even drops out of the race. So she's already okay with that. It's literally just that she thinks the reason Liz doesn't want to be out is because she, the only reason is because she wants to be prom queen and she gets pissed about that. Cause obviously that's like dumb. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's like, the comedy of errors where like no one's talking to each other and like things are getting misled. And so people are fighting about stuff they shouldn't fight about. And they could just talk for five minutes. It would be solved. Yeah. But it didn't feel like there was like a significant weight on Liz's reason why she didn't just tell Amanda. Yeah. Which is understandable. Um, And it, it felt like she was like, Amanda was like, Oh, let me, let me show you into my world. And Liz was like, I'm going to put up roadblocks because I need to, because I feel like I've been, also I've been told I need to. And I think this would be the first time that she is maybe bringing like a partner to her friends and being like, Hey, I know I told you guys about this already, but it is actually a thing that's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think maybe that was also involved, but you're right. They were, Obviously, in terms of, like, books, the way to push conflict is no one wants to talk about the thing that's happening. And it sucks. But there sucks. should be, like, a reason. Yeah. It doesn't feel know. like there's, like, a real enough reason. You're right. Especially since, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, more... I, I'm more forward with talking about certain things. But maybe. I, I mean, it might have just been that she was, like, embarrassed that she had to get a scholarship, which I just, like, don't think... I just don't think that's, like, a thing to be embarrassed about because we are, like, we live in the United States and we know college is overpriced and bullshit and just, like, a business to suck people dry from their money. Mm-hmm. So, like, why would you be embarrassed that you're trying to, like, get a scholarship to, like, not be in hundreds of thousands of dollars of student debt? It might be also connected to the fact that she can't ever show weakness. Um, in terms of, like, I have to present that I'm, like, perfect all the time. I have to be the yeah. best at everything I do. Which I think is also connected to her her identity. She can't... I mean, I guess, but I also, like... I mean, this is this is like, a difference of opinion. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't see why, like, getting a scholarship would be weak. That feels like no. a strength to me because you're actively You're doing, being smart. <laughs> you're actively doing something to help your gain like you're doing something that's helping you specifically also to me it sounds like any school like she's the best in her class she's going to be valedictorian they don't have a scholarship for you yeah like that just seems weird to me yeah especially like you like you you literally are the best of your class why wouldn't the school want to offer you something like yeah it just to me seems bizarre that part seems weird there was a lot of stuff that was like this is a problem because we needed a problem. So we invented this. And it's <laughs> we not, need to have an issue. We needed to have conflict. So we, we made a conflict, but it's yeah. not like grounded in any other part of the narrative. It's mm-hmm. just a conflict that's there to, to be there. Yeah. I don't also, know. which band do you think the band that was in the book is modeled after? I would love oh. to hear your thoughts. Uh, like a pop punk like a rock band with like a female female male lead because there's they're co co-singers are they Co-hosts? <laughs> yeah because there's uh davy is the uh david what was, what's their what's their like aesthetic what was their aesthetic the girl that i know the girl's wearing like leather pants yeah they're they're pop punk i think 
pop punk. Maybe more like punk. <laughs> um, I ask really, really stupid questions. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, my first thought was, like, stars, but they're not really punk. They're, like, indie I love them. rock. Yeah. Um, But they... It's like no doubt, maybe but metric. But I don't yeah. know if metric has like a lead, has like a male. Yeah, there are so many things that would fit into the category, but it, uh, but it, something strikes them off the list immediately. Oh no, there's like metric is like one chick and three dudes, and like <laughs> sometimes the guy sings. Sounds great. Um, they're like jet, they're like soft punk. They're pop punk. Yeah, they're pop soft. punk. Soft punk. Oh wow, that was really loud. <laughs> Not soft punk. Yes, it was. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I figured out how to use my mic after having it for two years. Ooh. Yeah. I had it on the wrong setting. That's what she said. Because I had it set to when we are talking to each other in front of each other. I just uh-huh. realized. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Continue. I'm sorry. That's it. I'm done talking. Um, <laughs> no thoughts. <sighs> Only brainworms. <laughs> that was, I mean, I, okay. So, yeah, that's like, that's kind of, I think those are all my thoughts. I think the the characters are really compelling i think mm-hmm. that the way that the protagonist like blackness is written into her story mm-hmm. is like really powerful and i think that it's like a very sweet rom-com that was definite is definitely something that i would like recommend to like younger kids also like i feel like if you have like a like a queer a, a baby queer, a baby gay in mm-hmm. your life, and you want to give them like a nice, like kind of like heartwarming story. This would be a cute story to read. Yeah. Um, especially if they, um, are looking for more like female-driven narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that like some of the errors, well, not errors. I want to say errors. I think some of the like. Some of the things that like tripped me up while I was reading, which is like a handful of like narrative and like trope were handled like a little um they were just like a little heavy handed mm-hmm. but it wasn't bad it was i would um and this is also like her first book, so like it's amazing for that I thought like, this was her second book i I was reading it I was is, like this person knows how to write, but also she has. Not that you need to. I mean, have she's this, an MFA in writing, and she went yeah, to Sarah exactly. Lawrence. So, so she, clearly, she's written a significant amount of work. Like, I'm sure that mm-hmm. whatever program, whatever they do for their like thesis, involves at least writing like a short story, if not like mm-hmm. a chunk of a book or something. I don't know, whatever. But I think like all of the like little hitches that I like found in the book were just kind of things that exist in like when you're writing a book for the first time. So it's not. I still really enjoyed it, and it's like definitely falls into the category of like the world is filled with dumb shitty predictable rom-coms for straight people that i love Mm -hmm. so why can't we fill it with also dumb predictable rom-coms for like queer couples like it doesn't have to be groundbreaking it it can just be a nice story that has nuance Mm -hmm. but it's like the end of the day it's just like cute and i think that at the end of the day there were no we voted you to be prom queen because it's a joke. Like there was none of that shit. Oh, that, that went didn't on. happen at all. Yeah, that's, there was no, Which, never a moment like that. That was kind of. Great. It was like, no, you deserve to be prom queen because you deserve to be prom queen because you are literally the best that we have to offer. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. especially for a rom com or like a teen driven anything, 
that is so like that's something I expect to happen when anything prom related happens. Mm-hmm. So to see that like we took the prom thing, it's like smack that out of the way. No, this person actually deserves to be prom queen. And yeah, like there was never a moment where they were like, okay, we're gonna let her win, but on prom night, something shitty's gonna happen. I was afraid, but as I got closer to the end of the book, I was like, okay, maybe that isn't gonna happen. This isn't gonna be like a carry situation. The end of the book, mm-hmm. I like genuinely enjoyed. It was so sweet and so mm-hmm. nice. And it was just like kind of like, oh, that was a cute story. Mm-hmm. I, I, I liked love it. her brother. I wish I like I for some reason the there's always a thing of like, I wish there was more about the side characters. <laughs> But that's not possible. This is Liz's story. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to read if she writes anything else. I'm excited to keep reading her stuff, though, because I really liked it. So mm-hmm. I think she's only going to get better. Literally, a very talented writer. I again, she I she started at the top and she's yeah. still going. <laughs> she said, "Oh, you want? <laughs> you oh, you want amazing twist? Yeah, truly. Um, really, I I think for me, I just had to like get into it. But again, I'm also a almost 30 year old person who like doesn't give a shit about prom. I care more about everything else that was happening in the book, which again is also I'm try- extremely listen, just I, like Liz. I love me a YA book, but sometimes I just have weeks where I'm like, I don't care what these teenagers are doing. Yeah. What are the kids? <laughs> like, I'm not get invested in their, I'm not invested. I want to read something about someone who can go to a bar who is like, yeah. Who's I, already graduated college. Like I just, can you please, so, please no, and I think that's the so we just read Felix and I, I don't like comparing books to books. I think that's not fair because it's mm-hmm. not like we're doing like a a class discussion of like we just both wrote the same book, but like what's better? Like none of that shit. Mm-hmm. Um I I think especially after reading Felix where it's like these kids go out drinking and it's like closer to like what my high school experience was. So I'm like, okay. oh yeah, d- definitely I relate more to this where it's like we go out drinking and there's parties. And um can't relate. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> but uh I I th- this is like a perfect example of like people's different experiences with high school. Mm-hmm. Um and we <laughs> I would like to read more queer books that are about people who are maybe like 22, I don't know. You know who's in charge of picking the books that we read? Us. <laughs> Well, we do. We keep adding books to the list. It's so stressful. I know. Well, people keep listen. I'm gonna need y'all to calm down and stop writing books for like a, just a little bit so we can catch up. I think looking at the books that we've read this year has been, I think, a lot more dynamic in the books that we have read. Um, yeah. And I think the like the selection of books we have, especially mm-hmm. with things that are coming out too. So some of the books we read had already existed. I think this year it's like. Uh, we're actually reading things that are like I think everything we've really read this year out. was released recently. Yeah. It was either, you know, end of last year into the beginning of this year. Yeah. I th- I think the only book that maybe only mostly devastated did that come out this year? I think that came out last year. Mm. But honestly, the books that are coming out this year <laughs> I hate being the person's like I love all these books, but like damn. <laughs> Everyone would be writing. Truly. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's great. We're in a renaissance of queer uh, novels, and I like. I really, I really love it. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's been really nice, especially having this this time off from other people and being able to read. Um, and, you know, just like literally such a selection of books, and then like you know, just like slice of life shit, which is great mm-hmm. too. 
uh, yeah, no, I, I think also the one thing I would like to add is that the chapters in this book, I feel like we don't talk about like chapter length a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really easy to go through this like quickly. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like I was like struggling to read it or that it was just like, I have to get through this thing. It was for me slow to pick up because it was just like, okay, I'm going to give myself 50 pages per day. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it was, it was, especially as I got to like chapter like 20, I was like, I just, I want to finish this book. Like I feel you just like have I to can't finish it, I guess. Oops. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> um, Leah's writing is really great. And it's, it was an easy read. I feel like I don't want to offend anyone when I say that, but like, it was easy to read. It was great. It was enjoyable. I should say. There you go. It's Paige yeah. Turner. Truly. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We did Can't that. put her down. Would never. No. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all my thoughts. Yeah. Thoughts that are in my brain for now, mm-hmm. at least. Uh, yeah. I'm going to turn off the recording here. I'm like, oh, wait, also. <laughs> well, I do have one thing, but I, I don't want to, because it is literally like the very end of the book. So I just mm-hmm. don't want to like leave that nugget. Yeah. I mean, if Leah ever wants to like chat with us, I would love I hope that. She wants to chat with us after this episode. <laughs> I don't think we said anything that was like. Your writing is dumb. No, I don't. Did you hear what he just said? Um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it was really rough. Uh, <laughs> no, Phil, please don't. Hate anyway, me. the one thing I will say that like some of the slang that's in the book that like the kids are using, mm-hmm. the kids are using, so mm-hmm. it just feels really current. <laughs> was it because I was reading it, going, "Hey, I say that." Yeah. That's probably not a thing that children say anymore. I mean, I just, maybe because I say it, I'm like, oh, this is current. It's fresh. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. But also, who knows? I don't know what the kids are doing these days. Um, hey, do you kids, think that the, when the kids these days, yeah, these days, when they start writing books, do you think that it's going to be about TikTok? <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, honestly, excited for our first TikTok reference in a book. We haven't gotten one yet. I'm no. hoping that we can rely on Mason for that. <laughs> Mason. <laughs> Hello? I know you're um, writing a really sad book, but can you just reference TikTok once? Listen, people make TikToks where they're crying all the time. <laughs> That's the one of the girls she's like... Yeah. Like doing the dance. I love when people make the TikToks where they're dancing and they're like crying. Or they're doing like a duet of someone like dancing and they're just like crying in a dark room. And the, Me the on my first day of work tomorrow. I can't believe... Is the mall opening? Yeah, it's been... It's already done been, been open. That's... I know. It's fucking dangerous and stupid. Yep, but the kids have to go back to school, Sophie. Um, we live in the uh, the darkest the timeline. timeline. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's that's the tweet. That's the podcast. Yeah. Um, so again, go get "You Should See Me in a Crown" by Leah Johnson, and let us know your thoughts. We we would actually like love to hear from you guys. Like what what you're currently reading. If you have suggestions for us, I'm not kidding. We love suggestions, even if it's mm-hmm. not something that we do immediately. Um, or something really... that like we might not even be able to cover necessarily in the podcast like just yeah i i love reading books mm-hmm. all the time so like send me your book suggestions exactly like if there are <laughs> i would love to know because librarians have a wealth of knowledge in general um i was talking to one the other day and they were like hey here's a list of books and then like other people were joining in and i was like oh my god i <laughs> i haven't had this in a long time um, and it's been really nice. I try. I haven't been able to like buy books for like me other than like the podcast in a while. And um, I actually bought like a bunch of books recently that are like, hey, when I have a second to myself, I would like to read this. Same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. My name is Ren and Patrick. That's Sylvie Green. And you've been listening to the Superlit Podcast. Outro music.
I almost just hit end meeting. I deserve that. End me. 